Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. All right, Marketeers, thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have on Michael Carey. He is a CAE and the CEO of the Society for Marketing Professional Services, SMPS, and the SMPS Foundation. Michael is a graduate of the University of Florida and earned a certificate in diversity and inclusion from Cornell University. Welcome, Michael. Well, good to be with you. Thank you. Yeah. This will be fun. Good to have a conversation about all things SMPS. Yeah. So before we dig into SMPS and what headquarters is, I'm curious how you got started in this industry. What's your story? Sure. Well, you know what? My getting in this industry is like so many members and other professionals and marketing professional services. I kind of fell into it. Right? Sure. It wasn't a long, you know, my career, at least going back to college, as you mentioned, University of Florida, I studied speech communication but I was very involved in my college fraternity at the chapter level and was intrigued by the opportunity upon graduation to work in the international headquarters okay. and working with our chapters and chapter leaders. And so that was my first job after college was working for the fraternity mm-hmm. and which was a lot of fun. It's not like people think it is. It wasn't like fraternity all day. It was running a business and, sure. and tra- doing training and coaching and with young adults and helping them develop their leadership skills. And that evolved into management roles with the organization and started really getting engaged in all things that associations do. A fraternity is an association. And so I really enjoyed that and learned a lot. And then there was an opportunity working for a related organization. And I went and pursued that and that for a bit. And then there was another opportunity with another association, which was the National Association of Home Builders. Mm. And so that was my introduction to the built environment was working in the residential construction industry, which was fascinating and learning all the things about design and construction and products and materials and et cetera, et cetera. And also the business side, because one of the things I did there was I ran the student chapter components of the National Association of Home Builders or NAHB. And we had programs for the construction management students that would they would compete and learn about how to develop developments, like how to organize a master plan. And then they would, you know, all the facets of it from the construction side to the business side, and then also the marketing of it, how they would market it to the public and prospective buyers of these, you know, multi-unit developments. So I did that for many, many years. And then I was hired by the American Institute of Architecture students to be their executive director And that was just a continuation of my evolution into design and construction industry. And again, that was running the association. But of course, I was exposed to all the best architects, some of the not best architects, uh, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm joking. But, you know, the whole facet of how architecture firms operate. And we were teaching, again, college students how to become architects, preparing them to be licensed and actually, one of the things that I noticed early on, and one of the things we focused on as an organization was they weren't teaching students the business side of becoming an architect. It wasn't just about right. design. Like you had to earn a living at it. You had to bring mm. in revenue for your firm. So we offered programs in those areas. 
I did that for many years. And then I was hired to be the CEO of the Horticulture Association called American Hort. And that okay. horticulture is basically everything that's not agriculture related to plants and trees and flowers and shrubs. And so, you know, landscaping at your residential house or landscaping, commercial buildings, buying poinsettias at Christmas time, that's all horticulture. Cool. And that's still connected to the built environment because all buildings have plants, trees, shrubs, et cetera, whether it's a residential or commercial, that's all part of the built environment is actually designing sure. the natural landscapes with buildings as well. I was there for several years and then SMPS came calling. And so it was just, a, you know, you can hear, see this really is this evolution of all the different kind of com components of the built environment. But I really was entrenched in more of the actual design and construction side for most of my okay. career. And then this is an opportunity to go learn and work in the literally the business side of right. firms and helping marketing and business development. So not really my background specifically marketing, but running organizations related to all of this has been my career. But SMPS was a career opportunity for me. So I kind of, as I said, fell into it. Yeah. Like we all do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I think like almost every member I talk to says that, of course, you don't get it. I'm not aware of any college that teaches professional services marketing. It's more about product marketing. You know, American Marketing Association is, is a huge organization, but it's yeah. the scope of that, of products. It's different than these niche organizations like SMPS. And, and we're not alone. There's a legal marketing association. There's also an accounting marketing association. Once upon a time, there was a medical marketing association. It's now, the group that used to exist is now defunct. I don't know Actually, there's another one at this right now, but I go to their meetings and they all say the same thing. I fell into this career working in a law firm or I was hired as a receptionist or I was hired to do social media and then came more. And now I'm doing proposals, business development, et cetera. So it's very, you know, this is a really common thing of professional services marketing specifically that that's the opportunity for organizations like SMPS or the legal marketing or the county marketing is really focusing on those specific skills and knowledge base that you need right. to help yourself grow and help your firms grow. Perfect. So you have this great story that you tell. I've heard you speak at a few different conferences. And I think for those of the listeners who haven't gotten to hear you speak about the history of marketing in professional services, what is that history? And hmm. how did SMPS evolve alongside the profession of marketing? Yeah, well, it's a really good story, I think, and from a, how a career or a profession starts. And the profession of professional services marketing is new. I mean, it really mm -hmm. is like 50 years old. I mean, you think about it, that's really new in the great scheme of things. Yeah. And uh, SMPS is a, a leader in that, was at the forefront of the development of the idea of a marketing program and doing more for your firms beyond just doing traditional business development of literally, you know, one-on-one -on -one relationship building and cultivating prospects, you know, the old-fashioned way, making cold calls. And I mean that, I'm saying that intentionally because as you were alluding to, the early years and really from most of the history of professional services, and I'm also including medical and law in this, but I can focus specifically on architecture engineering is that marketing was not permitted. It actually was prohibited by either by state regulatory bodies and or by the other professional societies 
for which our technical professionals belong to, AIA, National Society of Professional Engineers, et cetera, you know, they had very strict rules that prohibited firms from doing what we now consider to do is marketing. Now, at the time, there's really kind of advertising, but you could not do any advertising. You could not have banners. You could not have, of course, you know, the early days, there wasn't radio and television. This this goes way back into the 1800s. This is not a, a modern time issue, but it wasn't resolved until modern times. Even attorneys and doctors could not have ads in the newspaper. And those of us who are old enough remember the yellow pages, you could have a listing in the yellow pages, but just your name, company name and address, it was prohibited to even have like your name in bold or have larger typeface than the other architecture firms. It was all very highly, that's redundant, right? Highly restricted and controlled. Not not only only that, but also pricing. So some of the, the professional societies had a fixed price. Every firm had to charge the exact same thing. You couldn't charge on your value or your expertise. It was everybody was the same, five or 6%. That was it. Now, there's still customary or or charges that firms charge today, of course. You know, there's sort of an industry standard, like doctors have an, you know, sort of a standard for what you charge, but it's still the market based. It can be, but that wasn't allowed really until the 70s, early 70s, when the Federal Trade Commission stepped in and told the professional societies, you cannot control it. That's price fixing. You cannot control trade allow firms. And that was the start of also freeing up the ability for firms to do some, what we now call marketing. Right. And that at the same time, that's really the history of SMPS because at the very same time in the early seventies, our founders were really doing business development in the traditional sense. And they were attending conferences there, specifically the AIA conference. And they all knew each other and said, you know, we should get together and figure out how we can do this better how we can do right. business development better. And they started talking about all the ways, you know, this is before some of the restrictions were lifted, but as restrictions are being lifted, then those professionals could say, think about doing marketing. So now today, you know, you think about, you see big construction project, you see banners outside. This is brought to you by X construction company. Well, you couldn't even do that at the time. Wow. Yeah. It seems so commonplace now. So SMPS sort of evolved with this. Like, and kind of pushed it along the way to really understand and develop what is marketing including business development in professional services. Weld Cox, who was one of our founders, he wrote the very first book on professional services marketing. So that's why I don't think it's in it's disingenuous to say that SMPS was, you know, the one of the early leaders. And I, I when I say that we didn't birth professional services marketing, but organizing it bringing together a community. So once the first founders, you know, people in other cities said, oh, we like that too. Well, can we do that here? And that's really how our chapters got started because they said, we like that idea. Can we get organized in Chicago? Can we get organized in New York, et cetera, and do the same thing? And that then became an organization formally in 1973. That's so cool. I, I, I had heard you give that history before, but I, I hadn't heard all the details. That's really fascinating. Well, you know, from a from a public standpoint, of course, you know, billboards don't matter to architecture firms. Like they're not, sure. you're not gathering, you know, clients that way. And so there's still a lot of traditional ways of building relationships. You know, most firms keep, you know, they have a retention rate of like 80% or so. Marketing is different today than it was back in the early 70s in terms of now we talk about different things. We express value differently. It's, it's evolving 
of sure. course. But we do see from the public are like billboards for lawyers. You see yes. commercials for lawyers, you see commercials for doctors and for dentists. Uh, you know, that's changed in my lifetime. You couldn't do that. But now it's it's a free, you know, it's a, you are welcome to do whatever you want to do, whatever makes sense for your, your firm to market, advertise, whatever it is. And then of course, cultural locality matters, but it's a completely different environment today than it was just, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah. So why would a professional want to be part of an SMPS chapter and how does SMPS headquarters sort of play into the SMPS chapter experience? Sure. Well, SMPS, just a bit of insight on structure, Yeah. much like the United States or Canada, where we have members, we are organized as a federation. So in Canada and the US, you have a federal government and then you have a provincial or state governments. And they come together, these governmental entities or or geographical entities, however you want to refer to it, come together through a constitution, right? We we agree as states, we're going to live up to the standards or not, we'll commit to this country through our constitution and vice versa. Same thing in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, So professional societies are very similarly organized and that we are a federation, that there is a national or international organization. In SMPS, we just call it the headquarters for simplicity, but that's what we're talking about. There's sort of this global organization, and this could be, you know, some groups are state, state-based state and you can have localities. And then, then we have chapters in almost all the major metro cities and other cities around the U.S. and, and Ontario and Toronto specifically. And so chapters organize organically. And then, you know, a group of individuals in Dallas 40 years ago or so said, hey, we want to be part of SMPS and they got organized. And then the the national group at the time, now international, said, okay, well, let's, we will bind together and we we affiliate with each other. So that's what creates this federation of chapters around nearly 60 of them now, along with sort of what we call the HQ. That's how we're organized. So that's just some insight that it's, it's all a voluntary network of individuals and chapters and a, and a master or parent organization. Right. And so we complement each other. So chapters support professionals and why you would join is you live in Dallas or Chicago or Oklahoma City or Toronto. You want to be part of the local business community and you want right. to understand and have access to the activities of the local business community, specifically, of course, around design and construction for partnering opportunities, for insight, for intelligence, you know, what's happening in your community that your firm wants to be positioned for to capture capture new or keep clients. But then the other side of that, other part of that is also this learning and teaching. So there's the networking part I mentioned, and then there's developing your skills and your knowledge. So you know, what are the trends in marketing? Mm-hmm. What are the trends in communication? What are the trends in website design, et cetera? So you can learn all that from your local chapter. And then what the headquarters does is complements all that with programming and opportunities and experiences that are larger in scope than what a local chapter perhaps might be able to deliver. Right. Um, and then brings a broader perspective. And then through the investment of dues from the members, we then can develop and research, including our foundation, what are the trends? And then we can deliver that back out to the members so they can understand what's happening in the B2B or B2C, what's happening in B2B and B2C that would make sense for us to incorporate into how we do marketing and business development. So the, having that global perspective, we can deliver in a concise way through our magazine, through conferences, but also the networking is still a very important because so many firms 
do business across the country or across right. the region. And, and that's where our regional conferences come in because that creates a regional network as well. So there are all these layers to it, but they're all towards one goal. And that's just supporting the individual. And we all just bring different things to the table. And then members can pick and choose what makes sense for them. You know, a la carte, I want this conference. I want that book. I want to go to this local dinner event, whatever makes sense for their, you know, their needs at the time. Right. Now you mentioned SMPS foundation, and I think it's something that if you haven't been to one of the national conferences, build business now amplify, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't probably know about it. Could you touch on that real quick? Sure. Well, the foundation, so SMPS is going to celebrate 50 years in 2023, 2023 next year. Awesome. This year, the foundation is celebrating its 30th anniversary Okay. and founded in 1992. And the purpose of the foundation is to have an organization that's focused on research and gathering insight to support our members mm-hmm. and their firms to understand trends, ways of doing business differently, things like that. So we have a group of members who are committed to that aspect of the organization. And the value of having the foundation is that we can gather additional resources to support the, you know, candidly, the expense of doing research. And so members support the foundation through donations and firms support it that way so that we make sure we have ample funding to deliver the research. And in each year, the foundation typically produces one or two publications of interest. You know, t- timely is our goal. The second thing, which is new activity of the foundation, but really has been a multi-year effort by SMPS in general, and that is addressing diversity, equity, and inclusion in our profession mm-hmm. and in, in the industries that we serve. And so the foundation now has, this is our second year, a scholarship program that provides support to students attending historically black colleges, universities, you know, a community of, uh, of people that are underrepresented in A, E, and C. Every organization's been addressing these issues for many, many years. We're adding to that by supporting students who are interested in marketing and then introducing them to professional services marketing through the scholarship program. We're a partner with UNCF. They help us manage the United Negro College Fund. They help us manage the scholarship program and then donors provide the resources to do that. And I do want to mention that the initial money to start the scholarship program came from Andy Zinsmeyer, who was one of our founders, who's known as member number one. Mm. So even, you know, we, our legacy as an organization goes back 50 years and that 50 years is still paying it forward, so to speak. What we do, including literally paying it forward to support development of scholarship programs. And then we're also working on additional programs to be launched in the coming year around mentorship and being much more strategic about bringing people into the industry from underrepresented communities and and keeping them in the industry as well. Perfect. So I know SMPS Foundation is one of the resources that is sort of linked with headquarters. What are some other resources that SMPS HQ provides? Sure. Well, you know, as I said, I think our goal, our mission said simply is, you know, help people network and help people learn. Mm. And our mission statement is literally AEC, advocate, connect, educate. And so the resources are numerous, both at the local chapter level, which of course, as I mentioned, has an emphasis on developing and providing the local business community to connect and network and to learn. 
And then from the headquarters beyond, there's, I would say, sort of very traditional things, well, conferences. So we have an annual meeting now called Amplify AEC, which brings in people from around North America. Uh, we have an, a program called the Pinnacle Experience, which is right. designed specifically yeah. for professionals who are what we call in the first seat of their marketing department. So they're the leader of their firm, their marketing efforts, I should say, and they have, you know, six, seven, eight, ten, you know, 10 years, and they're experienced professionals. Right. Um, attend the Pinnacle Experience. There are seven regional conferences most years, the Marketer Magazine, which are articles written by members that talk about marketing strategies and business development strategies. We have a huge repository, a library of webinars online, which are available to members as well. So you can actually learn 24 hours a day. We're actually talking about how do we become a 24-7 organization so that members, it's not just something you do during the workday. So currently you can access a lot of the online education anytime you want, but we're thinking about how else do we deliver experiences and learning. And even just here in you know North America, the US and Canada specifically, we have three different time zones. So when things shut down on the East Coast, the West Coast is still humming for three, three or four, hour, three or right. four more hours. So we don't want to cut them off. Yeah, you know, we want to make sure we people feel like this is an organization that's with them whenever they want to access. And that's what we do. I mean, almost everybody gets in their bed or sits on the couch at night and looks at their phone. Sure. So maybe you want to watch a 60 second thing on how to tweak a PR message or whatever. That's our goal. Long term is to be accessible anytime, anywhere you want it. So the summary is like it's an a la carte of things. It's like whatever you need, whether you're just getting started, like we just launched. A new publication, actually, is an updated publication called Blueprints, which okay. is a blueprint for your career. It is job descriptions, sample career paths. What do you need to know? This can be used by firms as well to develop their own internal HR program to develop their staff. And that's a good complement to our other set of books, what we call the Markendium, yeah. which is the body of knowledge. So there's six core areas of marketing, and we have six books that address that as well. Awesome. I also, you, you sort of reminded me about this, but shout out to the, the salary survey. And I the think salary that's survey. also Thank an you. amazing yeah. tool. <laughs> that's right. Now, you know, <laughs> Kayla, there's so much to share, you know, that's the challenge of being an organization that has thousands of people to serve is sure. meeting everybody's needs. Yeah. And then there's the complementary challenge of there's so much going Stuff. on yeah, offer yeah. that trying to manage that and communicate is also difficult. I mean, I, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, we market constantly as well, right? We're right. constantly marketing just like our members do. Don't forget all these things are available to you. Here's all the services. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. That's a good reminder. Regardless, you had mentioned that SMPS is trying to go to this more 24 seven model what is the general direction, I suppose, that SMPS HQ is going in the future? Or is that is the 24-7 piece just a, an element of that? Yep. The answer is it's in development. That's my short answer. But okay. you know, what I mean by that specifically is that we're literally working on our strategic plan for the next three, four, five years. Right. And we just had our first meeting by the board of directors. So, you know, if we talk in a year from now or six months from now, I can share more. But the broader vision is that we want to serve the whole of the person and the whole of their firm. Right. And so we're looking at all the ways that we can do that. And that part of that is a technology solution of like making sure we're available 
to members that they can access information. You know, I, the reality is we all live and work in an Amazon environment. Mm-hmm. We cannot escape that. And it's getting harder and harder. I live in the Washington, D.C. metro area. I can order something and have it in an hour. Right. I can now order something from Apple, from the Apple store, and have it delivered to me in an hour or two for $4 or something crazy. Right. So they know they have to compete in the same market in the same mm-hmm. way. Well, that we can't escape that from how we operate as an organization, as an association. We can't escape that how we operate as a professional services firm. Now, we're not going to, doesn't mean we're going to build buildings, design them in 24 hours. Like they're still, right. <laughs> there's limits. <laughs> but what, what we can get better at is responding to customer needs, customer requests, having our customers have, have access to information without having to call somebody, email them. Right. Whatever, like those things are technical solutions that we can actually resolve. So the other thing is in thinking about the person beyond our traditional offerings, which is our founding, which is focusing on marketing and business development skills and knowledge. We're also now expanding that into issues around leadership because, mm-hmm. you know, to grow as a professional, you need to, first of all, know how to run a team. You need to, you probably should know how your business works. How do architecture firms work? How does billing works? All the facets of how we decide how to price a project. Those are important things to know, whether or not you become a CMO or not, to understand what you're selling and how that develops. So we're going to start bringing out more programs over time around the business side. We want to be at the center of business growth, helping our members understand all the facets of the business that they work in. And that will bring, then we'll welcome anybody else in. You don't have to be a marketing professional to belong or even participate in SMPS. And then, of course, issues around diversity, equity, and inclusion. I shouldn't say, of course, because it, but I do meaning that it's, it's not a second thought, like it is a first thought. Literally everything we do as an organization, that is our base about right. how are we providing these opportunities for everybody. And it's little things that we encourage people to think about and we're trying to model the way, and this is part of our strategic plan, is we'll have closed captioning in many of the programs at our conference. No one's asked for that. People could, of course, but sure. no one should have to ask for that. Like we just need to be yeah. an organization that's prepared to serve whoever's in the room, the best that we can uh, and create a culture around that. So that's part of it, like working on the whole of the person and how do we help you evolve as a professional and then as an individual to the point that you want, right? We're not telling you how you need to be. We're just providing opportunity. Sure. They're related to that course is in serving firms in the same way, right? It's how do we address issues in firms on the business side that includes marketing where, you know, marketing professionals are much more involved in HR today. Well, we need to do more around HR. So that's a broader vision of like, how do we expand what we're doing? That includes, of course, then technology. How do we develop these programs? How do we deliver the programs? And the the layer on that or the filter through this is that generations are shifting. Mm -hmm. And now entering the workforce is Gen Z. They're just the early stages of getting graduated from college and getting into offices we need to be practical as an organization and sense that how do we provide for them? They learn right. and network differently. And we still need to network and learn with boomers who are still part of their organization and everybody in between, yep. right? That's just real. And that's part of our thinking as well as how do we do get better at that in time? Very cool. That's exciting. It is. Maybe you know, we should that, you follow know, up in six months so I can, <laughs> I can yeah, hear well, the rest yeah, we'll of have it. more ideas. We've been thinking about these for a long time. We're now yeah. we're, we're really trying to organize it into a master plan. Right. It's not like we just thought of it last week. Like these are things we've been talking about for years. 
right. the board and the staff. We're doing these things. Many of these things are ready. We're just going to organize into a into a structure so we make sure we're putting the resources towards it. No right. different than a firm that does a strategic plan. Where do we want to have impact? Then where do we need to invest to have that impact? So that's what we're working on currently for the next few years. And we do this every few years. We address right. what we're doing. What are our gaps? How do we move on? We survey our members. We ask them what do they think of the organization. I'm happy to say people are very proud of the organization. And uh, but we get great feedback, like what could be gaps? What are we missing? And as I mentioned, just trying to model away, SMPS is a business just like an architecture firm is, an engineering firm is. We've got employees. We have HR policies, right? We have to earn revenue to pay for the expenses of doing the business. So we hope to model the way for other organizations as well. Perfect. Well, if one of our listeners wants to learn more about SMPS or about you yourself, Michael, where should I direct them? Sure. Well, for me, I'm on LinkedIn. And so they can just search for Michael Geary and then I will pop. Right, You can actually just Google my name, I think. And believe it or not, there are more Michael Geary's, but you can find one that's associated with SMPS. I think that's pretty easy. I, okay. My SEO is not working, but you can, you can find me. And then in terms of the organization, there's really one, there's one central portal, of course, is our website, smps.org. Right. And you can learn more about the main organization. And then if you visit the, the link that's the menu for chapters, mm-hmm. you can find a local chapter near you. As I said, awesome. almost every major city has a chapter and we're, we're in development of new chapters. We just opened a chapter in, in Idaho in the Boise metro oh, cool. area. So we're really excited about that. We have a new chapter evolving in Michigan. We have a new, York chap- new chapter also evolving in the panhandle of Florida. Um, so we want to be accessible, but you don't have to live in Chicago to be a member. I mean, you don't have to, you can join even if there's chapter not down the street from you, so to speak. There's no offices, but, but you can learn where there are chapters and, and then that would then visit their website and see what's available to you on the local level. Sure. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Of course, Kim. Thank you for asking. This has been fun to talk about one of my favorite subjects. All right, marketeers, that is a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. Thank you again to Michael for joining me and talking about all things SMPS headquarters. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.